what like the plural is of mongoose? I think it's mongooses. No, it's mongoose, right? No, it's mongooses. It's definitely mongoose. Anyway, it has nothing to do with this. Welcome to Harley Paranormal. I'm Lacey. I'm Cherry. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted at this introduction. <laughs> so you've kept this a secret from me. Yes. This whole time. I, uh, I'm i normally, as any of our listeners might know, Lacey likes to do a little pre-written intro to our mm-hmm. episodes. I'm terrible at those, so I don't bother with them. Um, but you didn't really have one this time because you were trying to desperately to keep this story a secret from yeah. me. But like asking the plural of mongoose, like that has nothing to do with what we're doing today. It's just scholarly learning. Okay. I'm going to trust you on that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to set the scene for you. It's 1931. Ooh. James Irving of the village of Dalby in the Island of Man was getting ready to enjoy his morning newspaper. Okay. When a high-pitched disembodied voice called out, Read it out, you fat-headed gnome. The voice didn't belong to his wife or his teenage daughter, which were the only people in the remote farmhouse. Irving may have been offended, but he wasn't surprised. He knew who the voice belonged to. I think I know (laughs) what this is. This is the story of Jeff, the the talking talking mongoose mongoose from the Island of Man. Yes, so excited. You know what this is? I have heard of this story. I'm done. I'm flipping this. I'm flipping the computer (laughs) over. I know you were trying to make this big surprise. So I know of Jeff, the talking mongoose. So when you were saying, I recognize the guy's last name. Mm -hmm. All I know is there was a farmer named Irving and that there was a mongoose that like could talk. And he tried to like get newspapers to come and see his talking mongoose. That's all. (laughs) That sounds like a sex thing. (laughs) (laughs) A talking mongoose. (laughs) Yeah, that's you pay extra for that, like in New Orleans. <laughs> you you go in, you see a gal, you give her an extra ten, and you get a talking mongoose. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> no, so I don't actually know the details of this story. I just have heard of it, and I've always wanted to look into it, and I mm-hmm. always forget. <laughs> well, lucky you. Jeff first showed up in the Irving residence in 1930, and according to James, his wife Margaret, and their daughter Voyery, Jeff first lived in the walls and was not able to speak. He instead imitated a range of animal noises. Soon, the unseen entity started to pick up human language from the Irvings. Before long, Jeff introduced himself to the family. He said his name was Jeff and that he was a mongoose from India. So, (laughs) that's amazing. So they're all just totally normal with this. Like a, a woodland animal comes up and introduces himself as Jeff. <laughs> and they're like... The least, like, cool name. Also, are there a lot of Jeffs in India? Huh. It is spelled G-E-F. So he spelled it phonetically, I suppose. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so bizarre. <laughs> That's such a... This is like the start of like a children's book. Yeah. But it's definitely not for kids. Oh, Okay. The Irving family's description of Jeff seemed to shift from that of a real corporeal mongoose to a kind of sprite who was verbally active, possibly telekinetic, was rarely seen. <laughs> what? Possibly telekinetic. Uh, okay. I'm not really sure what to say to that. So he went from a, a physical corporeal being mm-hmm. to a sprite? No, like a fairy? Think, well, that kind of sprite, but they think like it. their opinions changed, like their claims so they said, oh, he's a mongoose or oh, he's a sprite. Oh, so they're not really sure what he is. Yeah. So maybe a mongoose didn't show up at all. Maybe it was just like something showed up. Yeah. And their best guess was that it was a mongoose. <laughs> well, it gets wild. Oh, man. Jeff's own accounts of himself also varied. <laughs> 
At one point, he described himself as merely an extra, extra clever mongoose, but then would proclaim, I'll spit the atom, I am the fifth dimension, I am the eighth wonder of the world. I am an earthbound spirit and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. He once said, I'm a freak, I have hands and feet, and if you saw the real me, you'd faint, you'd be petrified, mummified, turned into a pillar of salt. He supposedly guarded the house, stopped the stove if left on, and woke people if they overslept. (laughs) So... It went from like, oh, hi, I'm Jeff. Then he's like, I am the third eye. I am the lizard king. I have hands and feet and I spit out atoms and I'm a ghost. Like the whole the whole diatribe that he went on about what he was. It sounds like like uh, like those old women that work in new age shops that like (laughs) start talking about opening your third eye and aligning your shot. It was just bananas. So when they said so, his account of himself changed. But did anyone interviewed him? Well, that's what I was about to ask, is who outside of the family interacted with him to get this information from him? Because if it was like the family's account of him changes, and then their account of his account of himself <laughs> changes, I'm like, I think there's a, there's a correlation there. Yeah. There's something consistent between these two. But if it was like a local newspaper came down, and Jeff was we'll sport to enough to, to, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> the Irvings told stories of Jeff sleeping in Voyeur's room, eating bacon and sausages. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and even riding the bus and bringing back gossip about the neighbors. Wait, wait, wait. So, so he can like spit out the atom, and he's a ghost, and and he can turn people to salt. But he takes the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To be fair, I've heard people talk shit like that on the bus. So yeah, this totally. is all this all jives with bus rider uh, etiquette. All of the family members claim to have seen Jeff at some point, and in a 1932 interview with the Manchester Daily Dispatch, James described the creature as a little animal resembling a stout, a ferret, or a weasel, yellow in color, with a body about nine inches long, with a bushy tail speckled with black. Nine inches long? That's a really... I mean, even like a stout or a... You know, I forget what they're called. Yeah, they're, they're like ferrets. They're, we have... Um, He's a zigzagoon. A zigzagoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh... I forget what they called their they start their name starts with an M, but it's like a, it's like a stout basically. But nine inches—that's no, not a. <laughs> no, the, I'm gonna remember it when it's too late. But <laughs> even that's pretty—that's pretty small, even for one of those small animals. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're making this up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> How dare you? Where are these people from again? The Isle of Man. Oh, okay. The family accused Jeff of throwing rocks, killing rabbits, and singing terrible renditions of Home on the Range. Side story. One time, he offended James's wife by singing a lewd parody of Home on the Range he had picked up from some bus drivers. Margaret scolded him and said, You know, Jeff, you are no animal. And he said, Of course not. I am the Holy Ghost. <laughs> by the way, his favorite song is Carolina Moon. This is like if if uh, if I was making up a ridiculous story is like a like a mad lib like if i had to make it up it'd be like oh he was singing a lewd version of home on the range that he learned from uh, bus drivers and <laughs> he said oh yeah i'm not an animal i'm the holy ghost that's <laughs> yeah this is all so ridiculous <laughs> the talking mongoose's speeches veered from rude like i have been to nicer homes than this carpets pianos satin covers on polished tables i'm going back there ha 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 to threatening I could kill you all, but I won't. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, 
I don't understand their relationship with this creature because in the very beginning they made it seem like this sort of fun-loving 1970s Disney movie where it's like, oh, Jeff the talking mongoose, he hangs out with the family, he makes sure we don't sleep in too late, <laughs> and then he's like, I'll kill you if I get a chance. Like, this is insane. He's our son. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand what the deal is with this creature. Like, he starts off so helpful and benign and then he turns to like, this place is a dump and I might murder you. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like many poltergeists, Jeff had a temper. Now he's a poltergeist? <laughs> oh, so, okay, so, so far, he's a marmot, he's a stout, <laughs> he's a weasel, he's a ferret, he's a mongoose, the holy ghost, the lizard king. I think I made that part <laughs> up. And then now he's a poltergeist? Like, Jesus. And there's more. He's the fifth dimension, whatever <laughs> that is. You know, in a Simpsons episode, <laughs> when they're in the third dimension. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I will find a way to put Simpsons in every single podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Voyeur seemed to be afraid of Jeff when he first manifested, one night even sleeping in her parents' room to avoid being in the room alone with the inhuman noises. I'll follow her wherever you put her, Jeff snapped when he caught the family discussing him. According to James, barricading the bedroom doors with chairs and boxes only pissed him off more. He sounds like uh, like Warwick Davis's leprechaun character. Yes. Like he just this sort of like mimicking voices and magical can appear and disappear and like is kind of helpful, but also is like definitely out to kill these people. So what you're saying is Jeff the Talking Mongoose is Warwick Davis. Yeah, it's it's not even his character from the film. No, it's, it's just Warwick Davis. It's Warwick Davis lost his mind. He's gone Adam West. But before he got famous. <laughs> James goes on to say... Soon we saw the top of the door bulging in as some terrific force were thrusting against it. <laughs> we are grown-ups on this podcast. Uh, you know what? I got yelled at for making these jokes when I was a kid because they were adult jokes. I'm an adult <laughs> and now I'm allowed to laugh at the word thrust. <laughs> but the door held. Then, I'm sorry about this. Then Jeff's queer high voice said, I'm coming in. A few seconds later, a heavy pot of ointment kept in the room crashed against the bedstead. Okay, so I want you to actually imagine, <laughs> based on that very um, dated description of the situation, Yes, is you're locked in a room, mm -hmm. you're frightened because the poltergeist slash fifth dimension slash mongoose Jeff <laughs> is outside and you hear this pounding, boom, 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 against the door and he goes, I'm coming in! <laughs> It's the most ludicrous story. Like, how do you get afraid of that? I would be terrified. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be horrifying. I'm just like, how did they tell this story to anyone outside the family? Yeah. And be taken even a little seriously. The story is so ridiculous. I don't know what passed as believable in the 30s, <laughs> but I feel like this was definitely not it. Remember the spoon guy in the 70s? Like, Oh, Yuri Geller. Yeah. You mean the spoon guy. <laughs> You know, that guy who just spooned people against their will. <laughs> oh, no. But Yuri Geller, I mean, he was able to demonstrate something. You could see him do it and then go, ooh, because some people did, most people didn't know how it was done. But this is a story. It's not like a mongoose was up on stage at American Bandstand and he was like singing, uh, you know, Home on the Range. But maybe there were sightings. Oh, God. <laughs> To be fair, seeing a mongoose does not mean that Jeff the mongoose was real. <laughs> but 
But it doesn't not mean that. Because even though mongoose is a silly word, it doesn't mean it's a made up word. There are actually <laughs> animals called mongooses. Mongooses? Yeah, it is mongoose. mongoose. No, it's mongooses. It's I know mongoose. This. I, no, that's monkeys, you're trying to say. <laughs> it's mongooses, I know that for sure. Jeff seemed to really enjoy deliberately antagonizing Bori's parents. I'm going to say that name different every single time. One night he made a nuisance of himself by sighing and groaning loudly for 30 minutes without pause before confessing, I did it for the devilment. <laughs> Holy shit, I did it for the devilment. Oh my god, I'm using that from now on. Holy shit, that's what Knock I'm saying. Knock a glass of water on the ground. <laughs> I did it for the devilment. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, we have to make a t-shirt. So, I figured out who Jeff the Mongoose is. Who is he? So, he appears in many different forms. Right. Sometimes like an animal, sometimes not like an animal. Right. Sometimes he's helpful, but sometimes he's very mischievous. Sometimes he's outright homicidal. (laughs) He has an obsession with the daughter of the family. Jeff the Mongoose is Beetlejuice. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He's Beetlejuice. Aw. No, not... Oh, Beetlejuice. Like he tried to kidnap Lydia. Did you see the film a hundred thousand times? <laughs> We're gonna talk about the cartoon. Cartoon's not, not canon. canon. <laughs> On another occasion, Margaret found herself being pelted with stones as she walked home. No, it- I solved this story. It's Beetlejuice. I solved it. There's no reason to go on. Well, let's see what else uh, Beetlejuice. Shit! Has I've to said say. it twice now. <gasps> oh, we just Sick. cut out the podcast, right? Here. <laughs> I mean, he did have a high pitched voice. Did he? Yeah, remember when he squeaks when they're saying his name at the end, when they're trying to stop him from marrying oh, Lydia? yeah. Yeah, he does a high-pitched voice thing. He can do it. Oh, okay. He can do anything he wants. He's the ghost with the most. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Baby. So, is that you, Jeff? She yelled out. Yes, Maggie, the witch woman, the Zuku woman, the Honolulu woman. Taunted. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this is what Jeff was saying. Yeah. I thought this was some flavor you added to the script. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This is Jeff. Taunted the impertinent mongoose. Jeff also enjoyed throwing pebbles and sand at the windows from the outside, sometimes late into the night. <laughs> this is Banana's behavior. Like, every aspect of this is, like, I am I think I'm at a disadvantage because, again, I don't know the story of Jeff the mongoose. Mm-hmm. So I have no way of knowing if you're making up most of this bullshit. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I'm going to do an episode of just something that I made up. Uh, spoiler alert. Everything we talk about is made up. <laughs> No, last week we did a very, 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 very sad true event. That's true. That wasn't made up, but the ghosts were. You could say. (laughs) (laughs) It's hardly paranormal. (laughs) You named the podcast, okay? Yeah. You should be I accept responsibility for your childishness. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy who laughed at thrusting. (laughs) Stories of Jeff got a lot of attention from the tabloid press. Many journalists flocked to the Isle of Man to try to get a glimpse of the creature. One newspaper claimed to have seen Jeff in an article called, are you ready for this? No, no way. In an article called, Man Weasel, Mystery Grips Island. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I believe in you. I'm going to try really hard to say the rest of this. You're under control now. <laughs> I'm okay. We had to take a break. We actually, yeah, with the magic of editing, you won't notice it, but we actually just had to stop for like a solid five minutes <laughs> so Lazy could get herself under control <laughs> so she could read this line. So the article is called... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, try this again. 
Man Weasel Mystery Grips Island. Queerest Beast talks to Daily Dispatch reporter. I like that headline because it sounds like a uh, man weasel has a mystery grip on the island. <laughs> but they're not sure how he's gripped the island. <laughs> yeah, I love old-timey language. It's all kinds of funny. Oh, yeah. Members of the media took the case seriously enough to launch a full investigation. So, like, they got newspapers to come to the island to talk to people about this? Yeah. To talk, people they... were super interested in it. So they... What? Really? It was Man. the 30s. It, like, right away, it sounds like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, right away. What else you got going on? You know? I don't know. I didn't live on the Isle of Man in the 30s. I don't know how oh, fair. hustle and bustle it was. <laughs> Rex Lambert, founding editor of the BBC's Listener magazine, took on the mongoose mystery with celebrity paranormal investigator Harry Prince, and the two published their findings in a book called The Haunting of Cashin's Gap, A Modern Miracle Investigated. What? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm surprised that they were, like, celebrity paranormal investigators in the 30s. Yeah, well, when you said that, I was like, holy crap, like, that's really, uh, yeah, that's really incredible. Uh, I'm also kind of curious as to why they're so ready to use the word miracle. Yeah. Like, is this really miraculous? Is this how, like, if there is some kind of divine entity, is this how they're going to show up as, like, a shit-talking mongoose? (laughs) Yeah. Lambert and Price emerged from their investigation skeptical of Jeff's existence. Hair samples allegedly plucked from Jeff were analyzed and determined to belong to a long-haired dog. Keep in mind that Irving's had a sheepdog. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> who plucked them well i'm gonna guess that it was the family yeah that the family was like oh here's some fur from jeff like uh, i don't just because right out of the gate when you started the whole story and it was like oh the family's accounts about what he looked like yeah i was like okay they're full of shit and then right there that it's like oh they're the same hairs as the dog that they have <laughs> it's like yeah obviously oh by the way the sheepdog's name was mona i just want to throw that in there Extra that's, spice. That's a cute name for yeah. a dog. Mona. Clay imprints of Jeff's paws lack the regular texture of an animal's skin, and zoological experts suggested that they were probably carved with a stick. Prince speculated that Voyery could have been using ventriloquism to create Jeff's voice. <laughs> okay. I love that, that there were paw prints that didn't really look like paw prints, mm-hmm. and they had to get a zoological expert to be like, yeah, I think someone did this with a stick. <laughs> like, they really brought in a professional. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like they brought in a battery of professionals, because you had someone to analyze the hair, someone to analyze the footprints, then you had the, the paranormal investigator. Like... Wait, what was hair analyzing like in the 30s? they just look at it and be like, it's black. <laughs> no, no, because you can, um, so if you look at it through a microscope, mm-hmm. with a light behind it, obviously, mm-hmm. Uh, you can see through the hair, and the structure of the hair can actually tell you a lot about what kind of animals that it came from. Listen, I'm trying to be snarky right now. I don't need your fucking science. Well, I think one of the key elements of being snarky is that you are also slightly ill-informed. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm done. Bye. I'm sorry I'm not buying into your <laughs> mongoose hair thing. <laughs> I believe in Jeff. Jeff believes in me. He doesn't believe in you. He's a dick, apparently. <laughs> Though the mystery of Jeff may never be solved, the talking mongoose does seem to fit into a broader history of talking animal legends, which appears in everything from ancient texts like the Bible and the Panchentra? I'm sorry. I have no idea, and it's written in your handwriting, so there's no way I'm going to decipher it. Well, look it up. (laughs) To more recent pop culture phenomenon like the array of YouTube videos featuring talking dogs. In an article on the philosophical roots of talking animal myths, Anne notes, 
Speaking animals provide us with the potential of an entirely different world, a world that is reminiscent of our own, even familiar, and yet still uncanny enough to maintain the fantasy. Oh yeah, I understand that. That's that notion. That, like, animals are... I mean, we live with animals all the time. There's mm-hmm. animals on the couch right now. There's... Yeah, there's one meowing in the back. That, you have does. no right intruding upon this podcast. <laughs> you are not tiny bims. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, animals, that's something that's very familiar to us. So to take something like that and to... to take something commonplace like a house cat or like a, you know a mongoose or something mm-hmm. you might see on the isle of man and to suddenly make it speak and to give it all these supernatural qualities it it really does it brings sort of a fairy tale yeah. aspect to the regular world i wouldn't call him really fairy tale like because he seems he sings um lewd you know versions of songs honestly he sounds a lot like rumplestiltskin he has oh, this yeah. sort of like trickster kind of you know helpful but dangerous you know element to him Hmm. so what ended up happening i mean they they had all these researchers coming and talking to them and they had all these you know scientists (laughs) and stuff so what happened well um margaret and voyery they left the home in 1945 after the death of james irving so he was probably the one telling the story i think Maybe. They reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss because it had a reputation of being haunted, which (laughs) it wasn't haunted. Like, he's not a ghost. Well, they didn't say it was haunted. They said it had a reputation for being haunted. Reputations are not always true. True. I mean, hauntings are almost never true, but (laughs) uh, I mean, you could have a reputation for being haunted. Like, you just spread a rumor. Fair. In 1946, an actor, Leslie Graham, bought the farm. Interestingly, in 1947, Graham dragged and killed a strange-looking animal that seemed to be neither ferret, stout, or weasel. So, this is, like, just some kind of actor? Yeah. Bought it out of nowhere? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And (laughs) shot something? Shot something. But they don't know what, because it was never found, obviously. Why didn't he save the body? Because it's a lie. No, no, no. I, I mean, <laughs> that's a very cynical answer. But if you look at the the story that was told and the amount of fame that this farmhouse uh, garnered in its time, then you have a celebrity buying the house. The celebrity, obviously, this this actress obviously knew the history of the house. Yeah. Um, and then was like, oh, yeah, I shot something real strange, just mm-hmm. like what they were describing. Like, oh, where is it? Like, oh, I don't know. I misplaced <laughs> it. Like, I mean, that's that's really more of the just the the you know keeping the legend alive yeah and um jeff was never heard from again um after the father died yeah yeah i I suspected that was going to be that way because he's the first one that sees jeff right yeah i i would guess so it doesn't say specifically who saw him first Mm -hmm. but i don't know so you have this this farmhouse they have this story about a ferret Mm -hmm. that or a mongoose that talks and is magical and is able to do all kinds of miraculous things like shape change move things with its mind it also says the most batshit crazy nonsense and i mean that's really it like it is nonsense what jeff says most of the time then it has all these like it offends his wife and it's threatening their daughter and what this sounds like to me is uh, they had an interesting story about Mm -hmm. a talking mongoose and then that wasn't interesting enough yeah so then the mongoose could turn into things and could throw its voice then the mongoose was threatening them then the mongoose was rude and like it just seems like they kept adding details to keep sensationalizing sensationalizing the story Mm. 
And also the 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 girl, where the investigators were like, I think she's doing ventriloquism. It's like, okay, that's the answer then. Like that's definitely the answer. Yeah, that it's ventriloquism. Which who the hell falls for ventriloquism? I've never seen a ventriloquist, and I wasn't like, oh, how does he do it? It's every time I'm like, I can see his mouth moving. <laughs> what about Jeff Dunham? I always see Jeff Dunham doesn't even try to hide it. Sometimes, sometimes he's just talking. And- <laughs> And it's like he's talking, but he doesn't really move his mouth that much. But you can still see he's talking. He's a, he's a sham. I think he's proud of himself. Don't start. <laughs> Don't start with that. Though. In 1970, a reporter from Fate magazine managed to track down Boyery and interview her about her strange childhood experiences. She was reluctant to discuss her former life with Jeff. She said, yes, there was a little animal who talked and he did all those things. He said he was a mongoose and we should call him Jeff. But I do wish he had let us alone. Eventually, Graham left the farmhouse, and it was demolished. The farmhouse was demolished. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think the the daughter there saying like, "Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it." It's because it was all made up. That sounds yeah. like guilt. That sounds like some guilt to me. Maybe the legend of Jeff the Talking Mongoose was a collective fantasy, the product of basic human desire for otherworldly wonder and magic. But then again, maybe Jeff really was what he claimed to be—an extra, extra clever mongoose. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that story is. We're not seriously considering that any part of this story is true, right? Like, yes, we are. <laughs> if you can make me listen to "Children on Fire," you're gonna let me believe in Jeff. But also, I wasn't trying to convince you that it really happened. We have historical documentation, we hundreds have of documentation witnesses. Documentation of Jeff. No, you don't. The, you have a family that all several, said the same story. Several investigators and journalists came to the island of Man. They didn't. Okay, so that is not technically proof. You said several investigators went to the Isle of Man. That is true. However, they did not conclusively prove that he existed. But some no. of them did hear him. Some of them heard him, and some of them said it was the daughter being a ventriloquist. Some of them found the hairs, which they determined were from a dog that matched the description of the Her family name dog. Is Mona. Mo- All right. <laughs> Getting awfully defensive for someone who obviously has a true story on their hands. <laughs> like, every investigator that went there was like, yeah, I don't think this is real. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them did think it was real. Investigators or, like, the media. Journalists. Journalists, yeah. Because it's a sensational story. I mean, yeah. that's. I don't think they thought it was real. I real thought... and sensational. <laughs> I don't think they thought it was real. I think they thought that it was a sensational story that would sell papers. And, you know, radio time. Maybe Jeff really wanted the airtime. <laughs> so let's say that Jeff is real. Like, let's say, yes. What, um, hold on. I gotta... So let's say for a second that this family did experience all these things. Right. What would you, what would you say Jeff is? Um, a clever mongoose. <laughs> He is the fifth dimension. He is the eighth wonder of the world. Were you not paying attention to my story? <laughs> I think in what the, the one person said about talking animals and how they've existed throughout folklore and stuff like that. I don't think that that's the same thing as what Jeff was. I don't think it's just a talking animal. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if there's like a rabbit that can talk. It's a rabbit that can talk. But if the rabbit is like moving through walls and moving things with its mind and like disappearing and you know threatening i think it feels like it's a bit more you know if you had to give it a label outside of a talking mongoose what do you think jeff 
was. You don't legitimately think that Jeff is real, right? I mean, a little bit. Okay, we'll talk about that. Because <laughs> I don't believe this at all. What if, like, he's a fairy, and the first form he took was, you know, the first animal he saw, like in the Transformers, like in, like, Beast Wars? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so fairies, that's a pretty broad folklore creature. I mean, there's a lot of fairy lore. What are you thinking, like... Uh, like the fairy, because you said like the first thing they saw, but like aren't fairies like a part of nature? Well, now you're shooting a hole through my story or my theory, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I imagine fairies like all the different kinds. They could do whatever they want. So there's got to be like a shape shifting kind of fairy. Well, and this actually made like them like the she are uh, fairies from sort of like the UK area. Yeah. Uh, and that does kind of sound like Jeff's behavior does kind of sound like a fairy, like a she, because yeah, because like they're like kind of dicks. Yeah, they they are kind of really <laughs> mean, but also like sort of helpful and like I I get a very um I do get a very like fairy vibe from his whole personality. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess I could go with that explanation. I yeah. don't believe it, but I can still accept it as more reasonable than a mongoose who was very very clever. <laughs> A fairy in disguise. <laughs> um, if they, if it was real, what would you think it was? You're you're asking if all of their experiences are genuine. Yeah. What do I think happened? Uh, I think it could be group hysteria, um, or it could be a sort of uh, what is it called? Because the father is the ringleader here. The right. father is definitely the one that created the story. I don't believe that it's a uh what were you gonna say i think like the father did create it when he found out that his daughter can do ventriloquism mm-hmm. that's a really hard word to pronounce ventriloquism yeah yeah <laughs> so like he found out that she can do that and maybe she had like a like a jeff character <gasps> jeff dunham <laughs> and like the dad kind of capitalized on that yeah I mean, if oh, I had to come it's up... It's like the version of, like, where my dad got really excited that I saw a ghost and he told everyone. Maybe. It like, just the, went too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, thank God my dad didn't, like, write to newspapers or anything, so. <laughs> I wonder if they, they didn't write to the newspaper seriously. Like, if they wrote to the newspaper, be like, oh, this will be a laugh. <laughs> and then the newspaper showed up and they were just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it now. We've got to just stick our, to our guns. If I had a nickel for every time that's happened to me... <laughs> I think if they weren't making it up, mm-hmm. um, I would say it's possibly like a group hysteria kind of thing, like a, yeah. like a shared, not hallucination, but like a shared fantasy kind of thing, uh, where maybe they truly believed what they were talking about, even though it wasn't real. Yeah. But I mean, with the father being the one that made everything up, it could also be like you had mentioned that uh, the sort of this communal fantasy that they all got sucked into with the father, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it sort of thing. Uh, I mean, that could be, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Or it could be a talking mongoose. Yeah, I mean, there is always the possibility that I'm dead wrong, and yeah. it actually was the fifth dimension personified as a talking mongoose come to harass <laughs> a, a rural family. Oh my god, I love that so much. Why? I just, I don't know, it's so crazy, and I love it, and also, so... So if we get to 100 downloads, I will get a Jeff tattoo. You mean 100 downloads for this episode? Yeah. In what span of time? In a month. That's when I'm getting my half sleeve done. That's not that 
crazy. I think that's like three a day, three and some change a day. But that means that many people have to listen to our dorky voices. That also means that you will have to permanently get a talking mongoose somewhere on your body. For sure I would do that. No, 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 no. If we get to 100 downloads for this episode, you cannot get a talking mammal on your body. You have to get a talking mongoose bike. A BMX bike. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I will get a talking mongoose. I will find someone to make like a little like chimmy, chibi version. Chibi? Yeah. 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 And he has to have a little word bubble where he has that whole bullshit about being (gasps) the fifth dimension and the... Yeah. I would for sure get that tattoo. Yeah, see, I think the whole 100 downloads thing is just some bullshit you're saying to... I think you're going to do this regardless. You see, it's just like the yeah, the it, man dog. The man dog. I think you're going to do that anyway. I think my dream is to like get like a Jersey Devil and like Headless Pirate and like, you know, the dog man and then like the, the mongoose and have them like really cutesy. Oh yeah, have like um like done on like part of maybe my get arm. like a maybe do a t-shirt first <laughs> instead of getting a tattoo on your body or maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, leave us a comment if you think Lacey should get a bunch of really ridiculous tattoos. So as some of you may have noticed, this is episode nine, which means the next episode coming out is going to be episode ten. Oh wow, math! Ten. <laughs> wow, so <laughs> so rude. <laughs> That's rich coming from someone who believes in talking mongooses. (laughs) Someone who believes in mummy's curses. I didn't say I believe in mummy's curses, but I am afraid of You're afraid of horses. Yeah, horses have this big chiclet teeth and they bite people and they killed Superman. Wow, look at this. I'll take your silence as uh, (laughs) agreeance. So our 10th episode is actually going to be a big episode. It's going to be a little bit longer and it's going to be very special (laughs) so that is why we're releasing so many of these sort of smaller episodes because we're actually going to need a little bit more time than normal to work on the 10th episode paranormal so keep a lookout for that 10th episode we are hoping to have that uh posted this weekend Ooh, yeah that's the hope that's the plan (laughs) so we'll see what happens because life has a as we talked about in the last episode the universe is anything but spiteful. So <laughs> now that I've said it'll be posted, something dramatic is going to happen. Oh my I'm god, sure. please don't say that. Well, I've already said it. Oh no. And recorded it. That's like... Oh no. <laughs> if you like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at Harley Paranormal with a Y. On Instagram at Harley Paranormal, you can like and join our Facebook group, Harley Paranormal. And subscribe, like, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or comments or want to send us suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at harleyparanormal at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to design a tattoo of the Jersey Devil, (laughs) with the headless pirate. Yeah. Dogman, Tiffany Caputo, and... uh, (laughs) Teresa Caputo. Teresa, oh no. Tiffany Caputo is not even a person. That's someone we went to high school with. (laughs) We're cutting this whole part out. You messed it all up. No, no. Yeah, please send us your your pictures of things. I mean, even if they're not things we asked for. Yeah, I'll I'll take a picture of yeah. anything. Yeah, well, I'm very supportive of the arts. Yeah, smiley face. That's funny. <laughs> smiley face. I draw yeah. dongs on everything. You could do that. <sighs> you fucking do. Oh my god, it's so irritating. <laughs> oh my god, what was it? It was like last year when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons. With oh my yeah, and I went to the bathroom and I come <laughs> back and there's dicks all over my character sheet. <laughs> oh my god.
It was the worst. But I'll also take those. I think those are fun. She means drawings of dicks. Oh, no, not. Please don't send us dick pics. <laughs> I am the one that monitors the email, and I don't want to be accosted by unwanted dick pictures. <laughs> but I will take the drawings. I think those are very funny. <laughs> I won't get them tattooed, though. I'm sorry. So until next time, remember, it's probably just the wind. And Pim is better than gloom. Wow. So rude. <laughs>